Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about three mistakes that you might be making in your sobriety journey and what to do instead. So if this sounds like something you need right now, if you've been struggling in your journey, listen up, let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hello, my beautiful friend. I am so glad to be recording this episode today. It feels like it's been a while since I've hit record and had an episode out that that I've actually felt really good. Um, if you've listened to the past few episodes, I definitely was on the struggle bus like a lot <laughs> over the past, for a while, honestly, but um, not really in my sobriety journey. Um, if, if you listen to the last two episodes, we kind of talk about that, just about how one of the things I used to think was like, once I get sober, like everything's going to be good, but you know, life still has its problems. So anyways, I am in a much better place. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to record today and I just wish I could send you a hug through the, through the mic. Um, I hope you are well today. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm, about to be four years alcohol-free and one year marijuana-free, which means like, you know, completely sober from everything for an entire year. Um, Again, sober from alcohol for four years. That one was, in my mind, much more damaging. Um, But yeah, either way, um, it's all, I I don't know what I'm trying to say there, (laughs) but Anyways, alcohol-free for four years, weed-free for one year, and yeah, so I feel like there's a lot of things that I've learned over the past, you know, four years and over the past year, and um, I do want to come out with like a, a soberversary episode, so that'll be coming out soon, but um, yeah, I, I have some things I want to share, some you know, mistakes that I was making and mistakes that maybe you're making. And I just wanted to, yeah, record this episode and offer these solutions um, to the mistakes um, that you might be making in your sobriety journey. So we're going to dive into that in a second. But I did want to remind you that, yeah, if you haven't heard the last two episodes, episode, I believe, like 52 and 53 with Paulette Kang, those episodes were so good. If you're like craving some authentic, real conversation um, about being a Christian in 
like who's trying to achieve sobriety. Um, it's an amazing interview. Um, she is the author of Spirit Led Sobriety, and I just really enjoyed those authentic, real conversations. And if you're looking for something like that, definitely encourage you to go back and listen to those two episodes. They were amazing. Um, and before we dive into these three mistakes, I also wanted to just take a moment to remind you, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please drop a review, leave a few words if you can. I would super appreciate that. It just, you know, it encourages me to know, um, that the podcast is helping in some way. So if the podcast is helping you, I would so appreciate a review as a, you know, just as a thank you. Um, and Yeah. So let's dive in. So the three mistakes that you might be making in your sobriety journey and what to do instead. All right. So the first mistake that you might be making and that you've probably made again and again, and you've probably come to the realization is relying on your own strength. So this is, yeah, one of the struggles I had when I was trying to maintain sobriety is I would, I would start, I would be relying on God's strength, but then I would shift back into like my own strength. And that's when I would like falter and I would fall back into, you know, sin, I guess you could say, but I would fall back into, you know, either drinking or smoking and yeah. And then I would, and then I I feel like once you, you know, go back into like the drinking or the smoking, um, whatever, you know, your vice may be, um, it just makes your, you so cloudy and it just causes you to be so confused and you like lose clarity and you can't even figure out like, how do I get back to relying on not my own strength? You know, um, you've probably heard that verse and it's popular now because there's a song (laughs) called God problems. If you haven't heard of it, it's, um, it's by Maverick city. It's really good. But, uh, they the song is basically around the verse from Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 then he said to me this is what the lord says it is not by force nor by strength but by my spirit says the lord of heavens and of heaven's armies so um you may have heard it another way it's like not by pow- not by you know might not by, um, you know, your strength, but by my spirit says the Lord. So, you know, he's wanting us to rely on his spirit, but then comes the question, how do I do that? You know, cause you've probably gotten into that situation where you felt tempted and you're like praying and then you still give into the temptation. All right. So here is how we get our power back. All right. Um, so my suggestion is to have a daily time with God in the morning. This is when you're going to get your strength. Um, I actually decided to rename it to something more exciting because I'd always call it my quiet time. And I go, I usually go strong for, you know, a couple days and then, you know, sometimes I'll sleep in, but, um, it's one of those things that like, even if I don't have a perfect morning routine where I have an entire hour, like just some time with God, like, you know, some connection with God every single day is so important 
to stay in your power and to be relying on him and not your own strength. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I renamed it to the empower hour, the empower hour. How fun. So it, it just, you know, remind you that this is your time to like get your power from God. I was actually listening to this sermon um, from Tony Evans. And he was talking about um, abiding. And so he has this series right now. It's called like staying right with God. And um, one of the big themes is about abiding, abiding in God. And he's just saying he was almost talking about it like he, he used the analogy of dishes, right? So like, you know, you have some, you know, pots or pans that have like, you know, some, some grody, <laughs> food, you know, that's just like stuck on it. It won't come off. Like, you know, you try to like scrape it off as hard as you can, like, you know, with your little, uh, spatula. But if you just let it soak, you know, soak, soak in God's presence, like it's just going to come off so easily. So he's like, you know, talking about that sin struggle that, you know, that we're trying so hard to overcome. It's like, if you just would just abide, you know, and just soak in God's presence. Like that thing would just slip off. You wouldn't even have to try so hard. You know, it just would come off effortlessly by spending that time with God. Um, so I wanted to share that. But yeah, so, you know, there's other things like, you know, it's it's like, you know, some ways that you can do this would be, you know, like turning on some worship music in the morning and, like a worship song that like really is meaningful to you um, or really like just really just allows you to connect with God um, and singing out it out loud. There's just something so powerful about worship songs, especially if they have scripture in it and like speaking those affirmations and like declarations of truth of who God is um, and reminding yourself like, of God's goodness. There's something about that that's just so powerful. Um, and it's, and yeah, like I just think it's so important to get charged up and get, you know, get your strength from God um, because that's where it comes from. Um, so yeah, I hope that makes sense to just, yeah, not rely on your own strength, but rely on his strength. And you can do that by, you know, spending time with him, especially in the morning. Um, and, and reframing it from something that's like, um, boring, <laughs> like a quiet time to an empower hour. Like I'm going to get my power with this, from this time with God and, you know, listening to worship music, singing worship music, connecting with him, you know, with your heart. Um, and then, you know, reading scripture. I really think a great place to, you know, if you have a hard time, reading scripture. Um, I always kind of recommend Proverbs because there's like one chapter for every day of the month. So, you know, a, ch a chapter a day <laughs> keeps the devil away. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding, but maybe. <laughs> so yeah, you know, reading, um, whatever day of the month it is and reading that chapter of Proverbs. Um, you could also like you know, do Psalms. Psalms is another one that's really great. You know, you can go by the day of the month. Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, the gospels, um, you know, 
what, whatever, you know, is exciting to you, you know? So yeah. Okay. And another thing, of course, you can do is like listening to sermons, listening to more worship music throughout the day. So you're still connecting with God. You're staying like, you know, thinking about the things of God, Um, you know, tune out the, the worldly things if possible, like just, you know, like especially music, music um, can be so tempting because a lot of times like secular music, it's talking about the things that you're trying to stop. You know, it's like talking about getting drunk. It's talking about getting high. And, you know, I can tell you my, you know how every year Spotify or Apple music, if you have either of those, but each year they put out like a what you listen to the most to the most in year 2023 or 2022 or 2021 you know the years that i've been sober like the less and less secular secular music i've listened to and i don't think that that's a coincidence you know as far as like my sobriety journey so all right number 2 mistake number 2 that you might be making The mistake that you might be making is you're focusing too much on abstinence or focusing too much on not drinking. And the solution is to focus on building the new. So I don't know if you've heard that quote, but it goes, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Um, So yeah, you know, like, I think that when you focus so much on like not drinking, like the drinking becomes so much bigger in your mind versus if you're focusing your energy on like, okay, building the new, right? Like this is how I I did it, you know, early on in my journey is I was like, who is the Victoria like that I want to be, you know, like what does she do on a daily basis? Like, She spends time with God every morning. Um, She renews her mind in his word every morning. She works out. She eats healthy. She, you know, um, is a part of a a church body. Like she making an impact. She's doing a job that she's really passionate about, you know, like, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of like, an overview, (laughs) but you know, that's a good way to do it is to like create a vision, you know, for who you want to become, you know, you can, I don't know if you've heard of the wheel of life. Um, it's like a pie chart basically. Um, and you kind of like label each area, um, with like, you know, fitness with, you know, spiritual life, um, finances. So like all these different categories of your life, like family relationships, and you kind of like rate each area and see where you're at right now. And then this is kind of like just a a quick overview. You could Google this, but yeah, you're, you, you basically use that wheel of life to create goals for each area. Um, like small goals, you know, like I, so say, you know, in your spiritual life, like I, I have a daily empower hour, like in your, um, physical life. Like now I'm focusing on getting 30 minutes of exercise every day. Um, in my relationships, like I'm focused on 
you know, and this is like, for me, this is real. Like, this is like, like in my relationships, like with my husband, like we have at least one, you know, empower hour together a week, you know, um, and whatever that might look like. So, you know, you are focusing less on abstinence and focusing more on like the life that you want to start living, you know, um, maybe you decide like, you know what, I have always wanted to, um, try out boxing and maybe you get, you decide to sign up for like a, a boxing membership and you like, you know, you get really into that, or maybe you want to try like painting and you decide to start making that like a priority that helps you relax at the end of the night and like explore these different areas of yourself outside of drinking. Um, so yeah, that is number two, number three, third mistake you might be making is not having any support or accountability. Um, so whenever I quit drinking alcohol, I made it like my new year's resolution and I, I only committed to a year, but you know, after a year I was pregnant, (laughs) um, after, you know, I wasn't pregnant anymore. I was like, you know, I don't really see the need to drink again. And then year two, you know, came around and I was like, you know, I'm still really enjoying not drinking. Like, and honestly, I was still afraid that if I went back, like I would just basically get back into the cycle. So anyways, that wasn't the point. (laughs) The point was we had like friends over for new year's, um, I guess 2019, you know, that evening, cause it was 2020 when I completely quit drinking. But, um, so, you know, new year's Eve, I like let everybody know that my new year's resolution to, was to not drink alcohol, you know, was to quit drinking. So I made it like a public thing, like with my close friends and family. So they knew that this was something I was like committed to. Um, and I had tried, you know, numerous times to kind of go alcohol free, but I don't think I was truly, truly committed until then. Um, when I realized just how much it just wasn't serving me when I realized, you know, that it like, it didn't align with the person that I wanted to be anymore. Um, so yeah, you know, there, that was like the accountability for alcohol. I never like used AA for, you know, that like, I mean, I did go to AA, like back when I got my DWI, which had been like, you know, seven years prior or six years prior to 2020. Um, I did, you know, do different things, but like that wasn't what got me sober really. You know, it was, it was, yeah, it was God. It was, you know, me realizing that this just like was no longer something I wanted to do. God completely took the desire away. Um, yeah. So anyways, (laughs) that was with alcohol, but then with marijuana, that was, it was a lot harder, um, to let go of, but it was still something I was convicted to let go of because, you know, like it, I was convicted about like, you know, if Jesus were to come back, like I wouldn't want him to come back and me be high. Like, and then, um, you know, it just, it was causing me to have like a lot of like, um, yeah, like brain fog. I wasn't feeling like clear. I would, and of course, again, I was, I was always convicted about it. So 
yeah, but that one again was like a lot harder to let go of. Um, and so that's when I ended up hiring, um, a, a sobriety mentor, which she I've interviewed on the podcast, Crystal Cuellar. Um, you can go back and check out her interview. Um, but yeah, so that was my, that's the account kind of accountability I ended up getting, um, when it came to letting go of marijuana. Um, so yeah, that might be a mistake you're making is that like, no one really knows that you're serious about quitting. Um, or, you know, you've maybe let people know and you've done all the things, you know, you've gotten it out of your environment, um, but you just keep going back. Um, and that's where like, maybe you just know, you know yourself enough that, that you know, that you just need a little bit of extra accountability. Like, you know, you can do it, but you need a little bit of extra accountability. And that's what I needed at that time, which, which is why I ended up hiring, um, crystal and yeah. So just some ways that you could get accountability was to, is to one, you know, let someone know what you're doing and then maybe ask them to ask you about it, you know, like, and not putting all the accountability on them. Like say you tell a friend or, you know, your spouse, um, and then whenever you talk to your friend, you know, maybe you ask them, Hey, can you just like kind of ask me about it? If I don't bring it up myself, like, can you ask me if I've drank or if I've smoked or how my sobriety journey is going? Can you ask me that? Like, um, and I know this is like a big step because it's like, okay, this is like where the, the rubber meets the road. <laughs> when you get the accountability, that's how you know you're serious. <laughs> um, so that might, that's why it's like one of the things you really probably need to do. Um, and get, if you're really serious about it, if you want to stop like going back and forth. Um, but yeah. And so then of course, you know, you can tell on yourself and I think, it's really important to know that like no one gets it right the first time. Like I wanted to be like the anomaly who like got it right. Like I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get it right. Like I'm not like everybody else. <laughs> I'm different. And yeah, we all are different, but you know, a lot of times with this, it's, it's not so easy. And, um, I just want to say like, don't get caught up in shame, um, because shame will just keep you stuck. Um, free yourself from that and like talk to someone or confess to someone who you trust, um, who, you know, is not going to, who isn't going to deliberately shame you. Um, and yeah, so anyways, other things that you can do is you can, you know, find a sobriety mentor. Um, you can, you know, go to like a sobriety group you can talk to a friend or like have your spouse be, you know, like your accountability partner or like, you know, let your friends and family know that this is what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're a part of a small group at church or a Bible study group, um, you could always talk to someone in there and see if they could, you know, be help, help support you. So to recap, the three mistakes that you might be making in your sobriety journey and what to do instead. Number one, relying on your own strength. And instead, you need to rely on his strength. Number two, you're focusing too much on not drinking or abstinence. And instead, you need to focus on building the new you. Number three, um, you have no support or accountability. And 
Instead, you need to get support and accountability. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if it was, don't forget to leave a review and a rating. And don't forget, we have the Facebook group, the Beyond the Booze Facebook group. And connect with me on Instagram. I'm I'm making an effort to post more content on Instagram. And I'd love to connect with you in the DMs over there. And if you need some support, someone to talk to, I'm actually offering some sober support sessions. So what you could expect is some encouragement, some clarity, and some next steps for you if you're feeling stuck. Check the link in the bio and you will see the link for that down there. And otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. I have, hope you have a great one and I will talk to you soon.